Norman Osborne is maybe pulling the strings behind J. Jonah Jameson's dailybugle.net. Just like he did in the video game with his uh, podcast, Just the Facts. I think he's gonna be controlling all the media. I actually think this is the same exact JJJ from the Sam Raimi universe, not knowing that he's actually in the MCU now. <laughs> Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is Rogue Theory. J. Jonah Jameson is webbing the Spider-Verse even more tightly to catch himself a couple flies, with J.K. Simmons confirming he filmed a mystery scene for an upcoming film. Mystery just because, you know, we, we don't know what it is, so all unknowns are mysteries here at New Rockstars. And we got the scoop! I'm Eric Voss, going rogue remotely with me today, our off-screen and now increasingly on-screen producer, Zach Huddleston. Welcome back. Hello, Eric. Great to see you uh, remotely. We only live a few miles apart, but we only connect via computer screen now. Uh, namaste, my friend. Shout out, Bill's Mafia. Uh, who sent me this jersey, um, and I'm excited to be here. Oh, excited to have you back. Uh, also with us is newcomer college humor comedian and a good bud from my uh, past and hopefully present and future sketch team, uh, sketch comedy, live theater work, Jessica Clemens. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, I'm super excited. Anytime to talk about J.K. Simmons, I am on top of it. And also I'd like to say a uh, shout out to my family in the picture in the background. <laughs> Good people, I promise. You just put up that picture for this show. There was no way that was hanging there. The symmetry is all off now. <laughs> also, very excited to have you with us, a YouTuber with all the nerdy scoops that you can find on YouTube, Mr. Cosmic Warren Thompson. Thank you for joining us. Hey, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. This is awesome. I watch you guys, look up to you guys. This is just fantastic. I'm super excited. If we're doing shout outs, thank you to Christopher Rosser, he's my editor, he works with me a lot on my channel, and uh, to The Real Rejects for introducing us, awesome guys. Oh, those guys are awesome. Where would we be without The Real Rejects? And you know what, where would we be without editors? Uh, John, don't do any sass talk in post-production of that, just showing you love. Uh, all right, let's, let's dive into it. Uh, J.K. Simmons said in an interview this week that he has already filmed another appearance as J. Jonah Jameson. And folks, we knew this was coming. J.K. didn't just jump Spider-Verses from the Raimi movies to the MCU for a simple one and done, far from home, post-credit cameo. No, there is a plan for this InfoWars madman to bridge the Spider-Verse together. So I ask my panel, I want you to pitch me your theory for this mystery scene or subplot that J.K. Simmons has filmed. What movie is it going to be in? How will J. Jonah Jameson tie into the plot? And how did he get from the Raimi-verse into the, the MCU or Spumka, Spumsy, uh, Sputnik? We don't, we don't really know how to say it. Warren, you want to jump in? Absolutely. So, okay. I think that ultimately the next Avengers Endgame level event is going to end with Avengers Secret Wars Battleworld. And that's where all of the different multiverses, all the different universes combine into one. So, I think that okay. after Avengers Endgame, this has already started to happen. I think after the snap and people are come back, I think people came back to the wrong universes. And Ooh. I actually think this is the same exact JJJ from the Sam Raimi universe, not knowing that he's actually in the MCU now and the SPUMC now. I think that the coincidence that Sam Raimi is directing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness now, and the fact that in his original trilogy, he mentioned Doctor Strange is, uh, I don't think it's that much of a coincidence. I think Ooh. this is planned, I think, ultimately this is going to lead up to 
Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and Tom Holland's Spider-Man meeting each other because I think Tobey's Spider-Man gets pulled back too with MJ, but he realizes, hey, there's a new Spider-Man in this universe. I can stop being Spider-Man. I can finally take a step back. I can finally be with my wife and I can live a normal life. But then when everything starts kind of going to hell in phase four, he realizes I can't sit back anymore. I have to go. Then he goes and sees Doctor Strange and then ultimately leads back to the moment where the classic meme that we all love and he sees Spider-Man and they go, and that's what we get. <laughs> that is, that's, that's awesome. Uh, so you're thinking this could be a scene, maybe a post credit scene for uh, Multiverse of Madness, just get Raimi to take care of this uh, because no one knows how to work with J.K. Simmons like Sam Raimi, yeah? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, I think we're in for, either, like you said, either a post credit scene or, you know, like a small little cameo that's just explaining that other things have happened in the universes, but now they're all kind of forming into one. And that could be like just the tip off the end of Doctor Strange 2, right? I, uh. I, I love that, Warren. And I love that we're already starting off super rogue. Like here, I came in here thinking <laughs> that we we're just gonna be doing, oh, it's gonna be, you know, just something at the end of Venom, let there be carnage or, or, or Morbius. Places that could go on their own, pretty rogue, pretty crazy. And Warren comes in guns a-blazing with multiverse action. We're not even doing on the Sony side of things. We're just going straight to the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> with Sam Raimi, giving him, him the keys, and giving Tobey Maguire a lot of acting to do, which I, I have no complaints of. Yeah, me I too, me back. too. <laughs> Well, as I uh, as I um, issued as an edict last week, we are doing the scoring differently. Normally, you are awarded uh, rogi points uh, for your theory. All of you are starting with ten rogi points. Uh, wow. That is your starting point. That's your allowance for this, and I will deduct <laughs> rogi points based off of the gripes that I have with your theories. So, uh, Warren, overall, I very much like your theory, and anything with multiverse in there, you know I am game for. However, I must deduct one roguey sparkle buck before this idea that Sam Raimi somehow, in, uh, back in the early 2000s, predicted that there would be a Marvel Cinematic Universe and slipped in that Doctor Strange ah, taken line back in those movies, just in the off chance. <laughs> or maybe it was- Maybe uh, I'll come back and maybe- <laughs> Yeah, maybe he All looked right. ahead in the future and this was one out of 14,605 futures. He's like, just in case, I'm gonna put just it in, in Doctor Strange thing. Just in case. In case Scott Derrickson <laughs> wants to put the devil in the movie and Kevin Feige's like, oh no, China's not gonna distribute a movie with the devil in it. And, and then he gets fired and they're like, let's bring in Sam Raymond to do it. Hey, let's it worked out. But just a bit too much of a stretch, so you lose one, uh, but you still have Not nine. so shiny, though. <laughs> yes. I think that's fair. Um, all right, who is next? I can go next. Okay, all so right. what I think J.K. Simmons is doing when he comes in playing Triple J. So I think, which is, it's so hard now after <clears> listening <throat> to Warren's and being like, ooh, I agree with all of that. <laughs> and, uh, but I believe that with a nod to the PlayStation 4 video game, I think that he is going to make a small cameo appearance just like he did in the video game with his uh, podcast, Just the Fact. I think he's gonna be That's controlling right. all the media. And I think by controlling all the media, I think he's just gonna be featured on like, third. okay, so this is what I'm gonna say. I think that it's gonna, when it starts with like his revealing who Peter Parker is, I think he's gonna go straight to the Daily Bugle and be like, er, it could be honestly out of his garage. We don't know because he sounds like in that clip that is like kind of mimicking Infowars. He could be anywhere. Yeah, we but could I'm be anywhere right now. Like this, yeah, is, yeah, this is as legit as it gets now. <laughs> Truly. And so, but I do think that it will come with him 
running straight to uh, straight to Triple J and being like, why did you do that? Why did you out me like that? And he's just like, you're a menace. I don't like you. I never liked you. I never liked your work. But I do think he's going to be the same um, Triple J that Sam Raimi made. I think it's just because okay. it, you can tell also by the stinger, he lost all his hair. He's aging. <laughs> so it's yeah. just like if they bring them, and this is also <laughs> Spider-Man, the newer Spider-Man, the Spider-Man 3, after Far From Home. Right. Um, that I think right, right. it would be in because I think that they would still put him in the same world. I think he'd still be that. And I think because he's like aging and we see that aging, I think so is technology. And so now instead of doing like newspapers, he's on digital trying to make an InfoWars style spoof and just talking mad crap about Spider-Man. <laughs> so I think it will be just small cameos, but it'll be like after that interaction, it'll be when he's like saving someone, swinging down and hears it in the car and he's like, Ugh! Or when he's running through a kitchen, obviously, because there's always a kitchen running scene and the chefs are listening to it in the background. <laughs> and so that's where I think J.K. Simmons will play. Yeah. I, I love that, Jessica. And I love like going right to those closing moments at the end of Far From Home, because like it's kind of like how Incredibles 2 opened right in that final battle with the Underminer. Like, yeah, why not? Like, he's in the middle of Manhattan. Everyone's just going to look up at that light pole and be like, Hey, you, you, Pete Parker? That's you? So, it's some <laughs> southern tourist who's there, because you know, New Yorkers know to avoid Penn Station. Yeah, they're, they're not going to get off of Penn Station walk around if they don't have to. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, so like, yeah, let's start right there and just see him swing over to the Daily Bugle or try to find, you know, triangulate where this guy's broadcasting from to stop that, because just having uh, J.K. Simmons in whatever garage he's in being pervasive that's like the biggest kind of threat right like his podcast you cannot stop that once it goes out to the airwaves like how much is he recorded already because you know we bank content like crazy on this show we we got thousands <laughs> of hours of content that we could just drop out there if you try to stop <laughs> us if you try to censor us youtube we're gonna find some new platform and you cannot silence us you cannot silence us uh, no, but Fuck like you're a madman. <laughs> I am I taking am totally, away points this time, cutting throats. <laughs> I, I am deep in the rabbit hole, my friends. It's a scary time. Uh, but I, I think that is like the most fun way. I do, unfortunately, Jessica, have to deduct one point from you because this idea of he's aging was that deliberate or was that just J.K. Simmons getting older? Uh, uh. <laughs> They told him to age on purpose. It's perfectly viable. Life is an Easter egg. <laughs> it's just that they took away the wig, which honestly I needed in the older Spider-Man. I was like, this wig is all over the place. I get it. Wait, you think that was a wig? No, I didn't, I didn't think, think that was a wig. Oh, I just thought, thought he, he dyed his hair and he oh. buzzed it up like that. J.K. Simmons has yeah. been totally bald for like 30 years. Like what? in Oz or whatever, <laughs> he was totally bald. No. Are, you, are you saying the yellow M&M did not have to shave his head <laughs> in that Santa Claus commercial? I don't believe it. That, my mind was just blown. Well, you know what, Jessica, for that... Because my mind is blown, and I didn't expect that you get your your point back. I'm giving you your point back. Yeah. So you're back the at point ten. Back. All right. <clears throat> All right, Zach. Right. Uh, what have you What have you got? Um, okay. So my theory is, and like obviously everybody's made the like the new J.K. Simmons, J. Jonah Jameson, like Alex Jones connection, right? Infowars. Which, by the way. How have none of us done the Spinfo Wars? Oh, Ooh. the Spinfo Wars. Spin Anyways, okay. Ah, but. Now, stop the video. <laughs> go do it now. Um, yeah. 
But but I even want to go to like somebody adjacent to that, Harvey from TMZ, right? <laughs> I think there's a chance because like I don't think Alex Jones has never broken a story, right? He's not even pretending to be a reporter unless you consider the gay frogs a story that he broke, <laughs> right? Um, whereas like. You know, Harvey and TMZ, like, they actually, like, they were the first people to report about Kobe Bryant's death. Yeah, and, like, they're on the front they actually lines. break some really big stories, especially now that everything is on a cell phone camera, yeah. Oh, yeah. right? And they kind of yeah. buy up all the footage, right? Whether you're buying from Quentin Beck Mysterio or somebody, you know, some kid, you know, some 13 year old with his iPhone. Um, and so I think that is kind of going to be the role he plays with kind of like, Jessica said, like, showing up in little vignettes on TV screens, maybe, like, you know, as reported by in, in you know, on computers or something like that. But I think we're also going to discover that kind of like, you know, Alex Jones in real life, Julian Assange in real life, even these people that claim to be about, like, telling the truth have their own agendas. And often those in agendas are, like, interlinked with making money, right? Alex Jones is like, uh, the aliens and the, the Illuminati, whatever, buy my vitamins, right? Like, I think that's what uh, J. Jonah Jameson is going to be like, right? He's sure he's trying to, you know, he has, like, an anti-Spider-Man agenda. He's always had that, right? But... He also is trying to make a buck, not only through getting views, getting more attention for his website, but also he's being paid off, okay? And this is, I think, the important part. This starts to come out, maybe in a post-credit scene in Morbius, gets fleshed out in Venom too. Uh, Let There Be Carnage. But I think we're gonna get the SPUMC's first big bad, and I think it's gonna be Norman Osborn of Oscorp, okay? Shout out to my, my buddy on Patreon, uh, the Discord, Ruby, who kind of inspired this idea, right? That Norman Osborn is maybe pulling the strings behind J. Jonah Jameson's dailybugle.net, right? Like, you know, slanting his reporting to be anti-Spider-Man and all of this because he's already developing this anti-Spider-Man agenda that will build over the course of, like, all of these Spider-Man-adjacent movies. Awesome. I, I love that idea of Norman Osborn or Oscorp being behind it. You know, when we rewatched uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, there was that whole, like, backstory with Sonny Birch's character, and he's like, I have my buyers, they're very opinionated, or my buyers are right. very selective. The people, like, we never found that out, which is crazy uh -uh. to me that, like, that was introduced <laughs> and then never answered. But I guess it didn't matter, that story. But, like, yeah, I think there is going to be some kind of, like, big new financial industry, especially uh, Stark Industries is still around, but there's gonna be some big new arms dealer competitor and I, I see Oscorp filling that void and I know that's the MCU versus the Spumsy but with you know Michael Keaton and both <laughs> of them we don't really know where that border is uh I do love that idea of like who is funding J.K. Simmons like because it seems like there is a difference between the dailybugle.net versus like the Daily Bugle print. Uh, maybe you just bought that domain name early and uh, the idea <laughs> he could be the kind of the media arm, the marketing division of Oscorp to like destabilize the world uh, is very cool. You lose a point that I'm just gonna give to Ruby uh, because Ruby also helped come up with Fair that. enough. Uh, that's okay. Fair enough, co-author, co-author. Ruby yes. gets the ruby colored uh, sparkle and that's, that's, that's in the Ruby bank. Great. 
Also, I love Eric since the last time I was on this show. And, and I, I have to think this is a direct reaction to when I host the show and I'm the biggest softie. I give everybody all the points all the time <laughs> that this is now you course correcting from all the mistakes I've made yes. on Rogue Theory. That's Thank right. I am, uh, I'm the Robin Hood. I'm uh, stealing from, well, I'm, I'm stealing from people who have nothing. I'm stealing, I'm just a thief. Uh, so what happens, when, what happens when we run out of... Um, you have to become an indentured servant, and I will keep a record. <laughs> I have a notebook, gotcha. and I'm going to say what you have to work off with future theories. You, you, owe, gotcha. you owe Eric five Batman theories. Yes. <laughs> oh, easy. Easy. One. She's like, she's like, watch me lose right now. I'm about to lose this to give you all your theories right now. Oh, my dear. Watch this. One thing that you can go off. Jessica already has ten. You can't possibly have more than ten. There, ten's a limit. Like, that's, you can't, 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 you can't gain more than because I don't have more. I don't have more sparkle bugs. Uh, and, and since Zach, you mentioned uh, Ruby's theory, this is because every week we play Rogue Theory with our patrons on New Rockstars Discord. Uh, and we actually we didn't know we we're going to be talking about this uh, last week when we gave this to our patrons to to talk about. But yeah, they all came up with some really great J.K. Simmons, J. Jonah Jameson theories for where he's going to appear next. Ruby mentioned Norman Osborn, which I, I think was a really great theory. Uh, Connor had some great ideas where Eddie Brock was working with J. Uh, with J. Jonah Jameson. But really, the winner of our um, Discord challenge was <laughs> Un Pantalon who won with this really fun theory that explains why J. Jonah Jameson outed Peter Parker in Far From Home, that there was like a story behind that. And basically, he's breaking the Sinister Six out of prison. And Ooh. at the end of this theory, this is where I think makes it the, the true rogue theory. He gets turned into a vampire by Morbius, <laughs> and he is hunted down in that movie's post credit scene by Blade. Which I'm like, ooh. ooh, anyway, you can get Mahershala Ali's blade in this universe. Wow. You're going to win. win. You're going to win. win. Uh, what did you guys think of that theory? I know, Zach, you, you definitely saw it. Yeah, I love it. I also love any theory that is, like, legally and financially impossible. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that Marvel will let that happen, but I don't care. That's why I love I love it when you go big. Yes, you know? yes. Anytime you put blade in something, I'm in it. <laughs> that's such a wild that's such a wild theory it's so smart though yeah that's why i like it it's so wild but like i'm like yeah that that should happen not it could happen it, it should happen i like that a yeah. lot that's a shoulda, not a coulda, for sure. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, for all of you watching, you can play this too. You can have your theory read on a future episode of Rogue Theory just by becoming a patron of New Rock Stars and joining our Discord. If you want to join this Discord community, you got to become a patron. It's one of the things that uh, keeps keeps the lights on in our garage or bunker or whatever undisclosed location we are shooting from. Uh, so let us now move on to some people who help make this episode possible. Uh, thank you to our sponsor, ShipStation. If you are an e-commerce seller, right now is a wild time, and ShipStation is here to help. When we've tried to ship things in the past, like uh, New Rockstar's merch, it can get confusing figuring out what has shipped, what hasn't, and where it's stuck in the delivery process, and how much it all costs. Well, ShipStation clears all that up for you. Helps online sellers of any size get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and then keep customers happy. They'll get you the shipping rates normally reserved for Fortune 500 companies. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. Just a few clicks and you'll be managing your orders, printing out labels, and getting your product to happy customers. ShipStation makes it easy. They work with all the major carriers like UPS and FedEx, and their interface brings your products together whether you're selling them on Etsy, Amazon, or your own website. 
ShipStation's the number one choice for online sellers. They'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, you can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use our offer code ROGUE. Make sure your business is ready to meet the demands of delivery culture. Get started at ShipStation.com today. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in ROGUE. That's ShipStation.com and use the offer code ROGUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. We also want to thank Keeps for helping sponsor this episode. Two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35, and losing your hair can be a bummer. With Keeps, it's easier and more affordable to get the treatment for your hair loss and help you keep the hair that you have already. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there, but at half the cost of your local pharmacy. And you don't have to go to the doctor's office, you can do it all from home. You meet with a doctor online and they ship the treatment right to your home. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors and nearly 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, just go to keeps.com slash rogue theory to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash rogue theory. All right, on to our next topic. Folks, we heard reports this week that Michael Keaton is in talks to play an older Bruce Wayne figure, maybe, in the upcoming Flash movie. And you can add this to rumors that Jeffrey Dean Morgan could be reprising Thomas Wayne from Batman v Superman in a possible Flashpoint Thomas Wayne Batman role. Look, there's a lot of uh, reports <laughs> and uh, stuff out there. I, I broke it all down in another video. It doesn't mean that like we're not getting another Batman because the whole point of Flashpoint is like there's alternate universes and a multiverse coming together. You can get all your Batman if you want them in this movie. It's possible. <laughs> but I, I wanted to ask you guys, assuming that you know Flash will be opening up the DC movies to uh, uh, DC multiverse with past Batman and Batman villains, what other surprise cameo from past movies would you like to see in this movie? Uh, personally, personally, I want to see Mr. Freeze come back. Mr. I want to see Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze. I want him to play the role. <laughs> Wait, okay, so let's dig into this. You think, uh, you want Arnold Schwarzenegger, Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> to come back, to go bald, uh, turn frosty blue, with lots of nice uh, freeze puns, and just a quick cameo? Or do you want them to live in this refrigerator for, like, you know, a subplot of the movie? Um, I want, I want. I want them to be in the movie. I want them to play a solid character in the movie. And I know what people are thinking. They're like, please no. But I'm like, no, I need this. <laughs> I would rather that than a cameo. I think he has time, right? What is he doing? He does like show up and stuff. Like he'll keep making Terminator movies. This guy's got time on his hands. We got Expendables like 12 by now. Hell yeah. yeah, he could do it. <laughs> he loves being nostalgic. So I feel like we could easily pitch this to him and be like, come on. Play this role. It's very good. Jessica Clemens really wants it. <laughs> well, uh, Jessica Clemens, I will have to uh, de deduct two. Uh, <laughs> just because I am cold as ice when it comes to delivering these. <laughs> and and slide. <laughs> slide like ice out of an ice tray. Oh, you see, I can't Jack even do ice? it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's 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 clever. That was clever. So you get one of them back. You get one back. Ooh, you still lose nice one. Recovery. You still lose one. <laughs> All right, who's next? Who else should we see in this Flash multiverse of the DC world? 
I would just really, really love to see the Riddler. Jim Carrey, Batman Forever. I would love to see him come back. I feel like he's done a lot right now. He's ageless, like we kind of talked about. The guy doesn't age. I feel like he could just come in. I feel like the Riddler almost is Jim Carrey in like real life, just really, just kind of out there. But I'd love to see him come back and just be like, riddle me this, riddle me that. And <laughs> Batman turns around. Who's afraid of the big black bat? I think it would just be so awesome. And I think at the end of Batman Forever, he's like, why can't I kill you? It would be awesome if he's like, I couldn't kill the other one, but I could kill you. Something like oh, that, since you I, know the multiverse and something like that, you know. So. Oh, I would enjoy that. You know what we really just need is we need to visit the Arkham Asylum of like the, the Burton and and Shoemaker Ooh. Batman movies. So you could just slip in a lot of these guys because like yeah. we we were talking before the the episode. Like I accidentally quote Jim Carrey's Riddler all the time. Just like oh, when people ask me if I remember something, I'll whisper to myself, how can I? <laughs> just like that version of him in his like a prison garb where he's like he's cosplaying as Batman. I am Batman. Like that's the version of him. One. I don't need green jumpsuit uh, with with orange crazy hair Riddler. I need that kind of like tassels on his face. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he can be like fantasizing that, but really we cut to him and he's like in his cold like, which is not humane treatment at all. That's like a a nineteenth century. Uh, pre-reform uh, haunted asylum. That's not okay. That no one. That's no one's getting mentally healthy in those places. That's a hole to die in. Um, okay, uh, Warren, were you gold? I think you were gold. Um, you know what? I will uh, deduct uh, two. Uh, two. Oh wait, I was I was blue. I was blue. Hold you on. were blue. You were blue. <laughs> no. Who's gold? Who's gold? No. You almost had me. You, you know what? You're losing three now for trying to trick the host. You lose three. In my defense, I forgot Jessica was blue. I was going for that. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> I know. Nice try. No, no. We see what you're doing, Cosmic Warren. All right, Zach. Okay, Chairman Voss. Um, uh, thank you uh, for calling on me. I'll, I'll just bring up this point real quick. Let it be known, both Warren's pick and Jessica's pick, those two villains were not in Michael Keaton movies, okay? Yeah. Boom, whereas the person I want to bring back, the character and the actor were, I want to bring back Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, okay? <laughs> okay? She has said over the years, she still thinks back fondly on the role, not the costume no, necessarily, the costume. but the role <laughs> in general, right? She's... Uh, you know, often like interviewed about it or quoted, like she had great stuff to say about Zoe Kravitz getting cast in the Batman as the role and like, but she looks back fondly on it and she's like, oh, I'd love to be Catwoman again someday or something like that. And we know she's down for superhero movies recently. I mean, appearing in Ant-Man Ant and the Wasp, right? As uh, Janet Pym. Uh, so that, that also gives us, just like uh, Michael Keaton now exists in the DCU and the MCU, as would uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, is different characters, right? And it also makes kind of an in-universe sense. I think it was at least alluded to in the Tim Burton Batmans that not only did she survive Batman Returns, we saw her like at the end, like looking at the, the bat symbol in the sky, but like, you know, there was a romantic relationship there. Uh, I think even it's kind of canon, like Robert Wool's reporter character, I think either in the Catwoman movie or like maybe in the Arrowverse crossover oh, yeah, yeah. hinted that like, she ended up with uh, Bruce Wayne, right? They, they married and, and were That's together. Right. Yeah. So like maybe this same, you know, Michael Keaton, Bruce Wayne 
this is like she's gotten to live happily ever after with him right and she's kind of his badass mm. like uh also fighting um you know wife figure okay so I, I want i want michelle pfeiffer so maybe however michael keen's gonna show up is this kind of older mentor who might be from an alternate universe i think his partner is uh michelle pfeiffer's Catwoman. okay zach i can see that i can see that especially with michael keaton coming involved if, if uh, michelle pfeiffer selena kyle was just there you know uh, uh feeding some cats in the background that seems to be the most plausible <laughs> uh and the most interesting like i we don't i don't think anybody wants like um to stitch michelle pfeiffer back in that costume which they had to stitch her into it it was so unpleasant for her uh, <laughs> no. Well, in the same way, uh, poor Michael Keaton doesn't want to be in the no move neck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, 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 right. That costume. However, Zach, I will have to deduct some points. I have to, because you, you tried to butter me up at the beginning by saying thank you for calling on me, Chairman Voss. <laughs> I am not Chairman. I am Boy King, Eric Voss. I am Boy King. Boy King! And you're losing one. Uh, you're, you also called her Janet Pym, and she's Janet Van Dyne, my friend. She did not take her husband's name. She's Janet Van Dying. Wow. They are partners. Uh, they are progressive, especially for the 80s. 1987, not an easy yeah. time to, to stick with your, your maiden name. Yes, she did. Uh, so, uh, and Hope Van Dyne, she, she took her mother's name out of hatred for her senile father, who, who's crazy. <laughs> crazy in the MCU. Uh, so you lose another one, uh, but you get to keep the rest. Those are my, those are my gripes, because Thank otherwise, uh, uh, Selena Kyle, yeah, we need, we need to see more of her in there. Okay, folks, we have now arrived at our final round, Rogue Questions, based off of my math. Uh, Jessica, you have nine remaining. Uh, Warren, you have six remaining. And off-screen producer Zach, you have seven remaining, yet. All things can change with your, if you have terrible questions that I have gripes over, I will deduct so freaking much. It'll make your head spin. Um, all right, real question number one. The Duffer Brothers teased this week that the next season of Stranger Things will have a couple celebrity cameos from the 80s. Who do we most want to see show up in Stranger Things 4? I really want to see who I think would be so iconic for the 80s, Christian Slater. Hear me out. He's iconic for the 80s, and he loves doing, like, roles that are, like, in this realm he loves coming back to. And also, we want a Heather's reunion. We want to see them again. <laughs> oh! <laughs> see them again. So oh, I no, think no, for again. an 80s icon, I think Christian Slater is, like, number one for me. Yeah, I could see that. Okay, well, I mean, so many ideas came up, and I was like, oh, we know at least part of the season set in Russia. So I was like... Yakov Smirnov seems like a prime <laughs> candidate there. Though the Duffers were also quoted as saying it was great to meet their heroes. And I don't know if anybody's <laughs> identifying Yakov Smirnov as their hero. But I do think certainly a hero of the Duffer brothers and like so fitting for a movie that's all about like 80s nostalgia. I'm going to say Steven Spielberg oh. might show up. No, that's, yeah, Spielberg's great. Getting, uh, you think actually the actual director of Steven Spielberg is someone who plays 80s Spielberg? Oh, well, I was going to say real Spielberg, but not as himself, just as like, you know, a hot dog stand uh, <laughs> vendor or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A shark enthusiast, Steven Spielberg, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got to open the beach. <laughs> yeah. All right, Warren, who do you think? Um, so my dad loved classic 80s movies. He made me watch a ton and I would just absolutely love to see either Bill Murray or Steve Martin. I love those guys. I think yeah. they're hilarious. I think, I think 80s when I think of them, all of their movies, Sergeant Bilko, Stripes, movies like that. <laughs> yeah. I just think they're so good and they're just such iconic people. I don't know if you'd have somebody play the like younger versions of them or you just have them cameo in there. I'm not sure which way you go, but I think seeing them 
would just be like, that's that's classic. I, I would love it. You know, guys, I'm trying to think. I think in all of your situations, like because Stranger Things is so referency, all of your people like exist in that universe. So like. They, they love Ghostbusters. They went cosplaying as Ghostbusters. I think in Stranger Things season two or three, Yakov Smirnov gets referenced, like, when they talk to the <laughs> Russia guy. Obviously, Spielberg does, because they have, like, Jaws posters. So, like, it'd be crazy to have, like, characters who are who exist in that world. Like, they're also, the actors come in. Yeah, it, it'd be, like, a crazy, uh, like, a Danny Glover and Maverick moment where they, you know, they look at each other. That's, a, that's the craziest crossover in all time. We all remember Maverick. Yep. Yep. All right, real question two. Mark Hamill recently revealed that he has had secret VO cameos in every Star Wars movie besides the prequels. He actually included a droid bartender in The Mandalorian. Uh, where would we be most surprised to find a Mark Hamill voiceover cameo? Oh, I chose uh, what I'd be surprised to see him in, but I also wouldn't kind of be that surprised. I'd be like, oh yeah, they're good at getting good people is Steven Universe. Oh yeah. So what would that, what would that look like? So I think, yeah, okay, so like in uh, Steven Universe, how they have Nicki Minaj play like a mixture of when Amethyst and Garnet combine together. Okay. I think this one would be Lapis Lazuli, who is actually like, for people that don't know Steven Universe, uh -uh. Um, she's kind of a sadder character. I think her mixing with Paradox, who's a more technical computer skilled character, when they fuse together, I think that would be Mark Hamill's voice. <laughs> I think it would be Mark Hamill. I love it. All right, who's next? I think um, I would be most surprised if he shows up in Doc McStuffins as like a um, like a troll doll come to life, but that sounds exactly like the Batman animated series Joker. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I thought the question was, I thought we were looking for his actual secret cameos because he said like he does the voiceovers in every uh -huh. episode. He does them in each film, but the prequels is what he said. There's uh -huh. a secret voiceover in each one. So sorry, that's what I thought we were talking about. Did you um, do homework? Did you find Mark Hamill's character? I don't know if I found him. It's very tricky because he went, he said, look for scenes with Patrick Williams. And then it's actually a pseudonym. Like it, he doesn't exist. Oh, so you're like, okay. oh, so I tried to do as much research as I can. Um, and what I thought it would be cool for him to be voiceover is uh, the Stormtrooper TR-8R. And it's in the Force Awakens, it's the stormtrooper who Finn fights when Finn has the lightsaber. Raider! I think it would be cool if that was him, because, you know, he's Luke Skywalker. He's like the Jedi. He brought balance to the Force. And he's like the good guy that he could, you know, do a voiceover, he said, and, you know, stunt double doing the fighting. But I, just that little thing. I looked at a few other things, and I'm just like, I don't know who he is. But I think it would be cool if he like played an evil stormtrooper calling him a traitor. Yeah, uh, Warren, for, for going to the lengths of, of trying to find <laughs> Easter eggs, I think I have to deduct points from the other two uh, just for not going so to So sorry. The, so I think we lose a blue, and I think Zach loses a point as well. So uh, things are getting even. Eric, Eric, I'm you have sorry. no idea how many Doc McStuffins episodes <laughs> I watched as research, okay? I don't want to know. All right, on to our third and final rogue question. Joel Schumacher passed away this week. R.I.P. He's the director of many films, including Batman Forever, and, um, well, the little-loved Batman and Robin that featured Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze, as Jessica well knows. And, you know, of course, Mr. Freeze delivered uh, uh, the best assortment of awful cold puns. In your best Arnold voice, I would like you to give me a Mr. Freeze cold pun. Let's 
kick some ice. Oh my god. <laughs> kick some ice. <laughs> okay, I, I, I wrote I wrote an original here for this. Oh, okay, ooh. so it's like Mr. Freeze has like you know, he's got his like freeze ray or whatever on Batman. He's about to pull the trigger to kill him, and he's like, "You could have saved money by coming on Tuesday, cause I give violence free on Tuesday." Free on, free on. Okay, you know what? It's it's hard to write. It's hard to write good ones. <laughs> you have to see it written down. I think, right? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Here, here's a different one. Here's oh, different one. okay. Okay. Pretend, pretend the free on one didn't happen. Okay, so he's got. You know, he's got his freeze ray on Batman. He's about to kill him. And uh, Batman says, like, boy, how, how cold are you? And, and Mr. Freeze goes, I measure temperature in degrees Kelvin. <laughs> Instead of Kelvin. Oh, oh that? Oh. No. <laughs> I, I would have never known that. <laughs> uh, my favorite line, and I can't do any accent, so please give me credit for trying. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you know? No, I got it. I got it. Uh, he says, "Do you know what killed the dinosaurs? The ice age." <laughs> he shoots his rainbow blazer into the sky. Oh, that's, that's it. it. Okay. okay, that is it. It's a very <laughs> stupid pun, but I liked it a lot because I was like, "Mr. Freeze, you're crazy." <laughs> it is it is a crazy one. And I think uh, because Zach is the only one who did come up with such original ones, he, he did do a lot of work for this. I'm deducting points from, from Jessica and from Warren on Oof. that. But because Zach didn't know when to stop, he's also <laughs> losing one. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I believe our final scores are off-screen producer Zach has five points. Um, the uh, Cosmic Warren has five points, and Jessica Clemens has uh, seven points. Making you our winner of today's episode of Rogue Theory. Congratulations, Jessica. Do you have a wish that you would like to request from us? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. And I thought about it, and I want everyone to say happy birthday to me in their <laughs> best impression of the Riddler. Like, I need like a little bit of sass on it. It's not my birthday. <laughs> riddle me this, riddle me that. What day falls on January 10th? Your birthday. Happy birthday, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about something like, um, uh, 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 you want to hear the most annoying sound in the universe? <laughs> ah! Is that the wrong, is that the wrong Jim It Gary? might be the wrong movie. <laughs> Happy birthday. Ah! It is, but it's so good. It's still a Riddler thing to do. It would be. Yeah. No, it would be. Um, so uh, for your birthday message, imagine that you have a, a big birthday cake being carted in, but there's like just a, a rubber slit right in the middle of it. So I'm going to come out and say, Happy birthday! Ace Ventura. That, that's that's uh, yeah. um, Ace Ventura Riddler. I love it. I need it. Well, that's it for this episode of Rogue Theory. I want to give a big thanks to all of our all of our guests. Uh, Off-screen producer Zach Huddleston. Thanks for having me. Yes. Uh, Cosmic Warren. Anything you want to shout out, my friend? Um, no. Thank you to everybody who supported my channel this far. My friends, my family, uh, especially they've helped me come a long way. Uh, and again, huge fan of New Rock Stars. Love you guys. So it's um, an absolute honor being on the show. 
Yeah, we're big fans of you too, man. And uh, be sure to subscribe to uh, to Cosmic uh, Cosmic Horde on YouTube. Uh, information on your screen. It's a great channel. Lots of great stuff there. And of course, our winner today, uh, Jessica Clemens. Congratulations and thank Woo! you so much for coming on. Yes, of course. Thank you. Uh, I've uh, done some uh, really fun sketch work and, and plays with with, uh, with Jessica. So glad you could get on this show. Uh, yes, anytime you want to talk like this, I'm good. Yeah. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to Rogue Theory on wherever you get your podcast. Stay tuned to the YouTube channel for this and other shows. You can follow me on Instagram at EA Boss. Follow New Rockstars. Guys, see you next week. Uh, bye bye. <laughs>